You're listening to Health Call Live, the area's only live local interactive radio hour devoted to you and your health. Watch the video live stream on the Health Call Facebook page and call us with your questions at 447-1190 or toll free at 800-333-1190. Here's your host, health and wellness correspondent, Lee Kelso. Good morning. It is great to have you with us. So glad that you're hanging out with us here on Saturday morning. What a beautiful Saturday it's turned out to be. My wife and I are uh, planning a whole day of lawn work this afternoon, so we are going to be busy bees. And that phrase, I'm not sure we can live up to what that really means. Bees are some of the hardest working little critters out there. They are what is considered a keystone species. That means without the honeybee, we wouldn't exist. We're going to talk about that, some of the health benefits of honey, and a lot more about raising bees and the role they play in our lives today on the program. We have with us in the studio Michael Miller from MNC Honey. Michael, good morning. So glad you came in. Thank you for being here. Uh, good morning. Glad to be here. Also with us on the phone today is Jim Burnt. He is a representative of the Indiana Beekeepers Association. So the Beekeepers of Indiana is Jim Burnt. Jim, good morning. We'll get to Jim. We'll get his phone situation worked out here in a second. I'm going to kick things off here with a, just kind of an overview. So, honey is a is a concentrated form of nectar that the bees collect from flowers. What makes some health benefits of honey, according to the studies that I've read, Mike, is it contains a number of different antioxidants. It contains some minerals. It contains a number of things that contribute to health. Are you are you believing that there's some health benefits to oh, honey? Abs- absolutely. And, and, and among all the other good parts about honey, honey is extremely digestible. Uh, white sugar is primarily composed of uh, sucrose, mm-hmm. and it's hard to digest. The body has a hard time digesting white sugar, but uh, uh, honey is composed of primarily of fructose, and it's very easily to digest. It also, according to some studies I read, has flavonoids, organic acids, phenolic acids, and number of things that make honey an antibacterial component. So it actually fights that, fights fungus. They've used honey as a medicinal dressing on burns and topical wounds. You're nodding your head on that one. Tell uh, me what yes. you know. Yeah. Uh, an example of that, my daughter had a a uh, infection of MRSA some years back. Right. Methicillin-resistant uh, bacterial infection. Everything they gave her would not work. And finally, we talked her into putting honey compresses on it. Uh-huh. And lo and behold, it finally cleared. Yeah, you know, I've read that uh, honey, a topical treatment of honey works fairly well to uh, cure the diabetic ulcers that appear on feet. Uh, and, you know, going back to the Egyptian days, they were using honey as a topical antibiotic. So there's a lot of good stuff about that. But I think a lot of people want to know, and I always ask this question, I think that's how I met you. Uh, came up to you and asked the question, okay, what is honey? Is it is it bee vomit? Is it bee spit? Is it bee poop what really is honey the honey process is 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 kind of complicated you know the bees go to the flowers they gather nectar they put it in what they call a honey pouch Uh, 
they bring it back to the hive and typically they transfer it to another bee. That other bee takes the nectar and moves it into the hive and puts it into the storage combs. Each time they've handled it, they add a little bit of something to it. So a little bit of an enzyme is what I understand, right? I call it bee spit for a better word. Yep. But each time it's handled, they provide enzymes to it and antibodies. And this this is what makes the honey last. This is what makes it the goodness that it has. And then the honey is evaporated. It goes from nectar down to 16% moisture. So it's that so, concentrated yeah, nectar. is Basically, 84% of the moisture is taken out of it. When it's at 16%, the bees know it's ready, and they cap it with beeswax, and that makes it stay stable and stores basically forever. Hey, I'm hearing Jim on the line now. Jim, are you with us? Yes, I am. Oh, good. Glad you were able to, to, to get with us here. Uh, Jim, give your two cents here on the health benefits of honey. What do you know about that? Yeah, I mean, health. Uh, honey has been acknowledged um, as some component of, of medicine and good health pretty much as far back as we have recorded history. Uh, obviously, it's, it's been a component of, uh, of medicine for a very long time. Uh, one of the things I, I think that, um, especially, you know, you we were talking earlier about burn dressings and so on. Um, I believe in Switzerland, there actually is a pharmaceutical grade of honey that is used in commercial wound dressings there and has been found to be very effective. Um, one of the things I think that, that helps, especially for topical treatments like that, is that honey naturally contains peroxides. Um, and those peroxides act as um, an antimicrobial, as you mentioned, um, antimicrobial antifungal uh, and uh, you know has been has been just proven uh, over a very long period of time to have very significant health benefits both externally and internally I'm feeling the need to to throw in a disclaimer here should we be putting just supermarket honey on an open wound that doesn't sound like that's a good idea Obviously, we don't want to give uh, medical advice. Uh, everything we're talking about here is, is anecdotal. Uh, and, and, of course, all honey is not the same. Uh, honey varies quite a bit uh, from different sources. Uh, and it, unfortunately, is a very poorly regulated product in the marketplace. So the quality of honey from one source definitely may not be the same as honey from another source. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. We're going to talk a lot about uh, the different types of honey in a few minutes here. Um, But when I'm shopping in the supermarket, what do I need to know about the honey that I'm buying, Mike? The honey in the supermarket, unless it's marked otherwise as being local, is more than likely imported. It may or may not have been alterated with corn syrup. It may, wait, wait a minute. It's got. It may have corn syrup added to it. Yeah, they. Tip, a lot of honey is is thinned with corn syrup, stretched. Uh, it's been pasteurized to give it shelf life. It's sweet. It's good. If you want to use it for cooking, it's probably all right. If you want to use it for any other purpose, it's probably very questionable. What would you add to that, Jim? 
Yeah, honey is, is uh, according to the USDA, is the second most commonly adulterated food in the U.S. market. Um, it is very, very easy uh, to add uh, corn syrups, as Mike said. Rice syrups are also very common uh, to stretch because those sweeteners are much cheaper than honey. Mm-hmm. And so it is, it is very commonly adulterated. We have a lot more to talk about here. There's raw honey, there's organic honey, uh, and then we're going to talk a little bit about the life cycle of the bee. And if you want to be part of this conversation, hey, well, you are so welcome. Just give us a ring at 447-1190, 800-333-1190, or because I know some of you are shy and you don't want to talk on the radio, we got you covered. You can send a text to 46862 where you would put the phone number, just put 46862, enter your question, it will come to us, and we'll have you as part of the program here on the Health Call Live Radio Hour on WoWo. Welcome back to Health Call Live, where health information is free and the stethoscope is never cold. We're here to answer your questions at 447-1190. Now, back to health and wellness correspondent, Lee Kelso. And you can also text your question to 46862-46862. It will come to the studio, and this is the place that we are talking about, honey beekeeping and the health benefits therein. On the phone with us today is Jim Brent. He is burnt rather. He is with the Indiana Beekeepers and you'll find them at indianabeekeeper.com. Here in the studio is Michael Miller from MNC Miller. You can look for his label there at the Bar Street Market and also some retail locations and you're buying honey that comes from the hives that Michael manages. Guys, when I go to the market and I just did this last night, saw honey that was labeled pure honey, and that sounds like a good thing, but that's not necessarily so. Tell me more about that, Mike. You can, you can call it pure if you're reputable. You can, you can uh, the best situation is to go with something that's locally produced, that's stated as being produced by an individual. If it says bottled by uh, that honey may or may not have come from anywhere. Um, you never know when it just says bottled by. Mm-hmm. That means whoever's selling it bought it someplace, and it may or may not have been cut. Uh, local honey is marked local honey. It's probably from a beekeeper in the local area, and it's probably as good a, that you're going to get uh, reliability-wise. And Jim, what's going on in in terms of regulation? You said this market is not at all closely regulated. It's not. That's correct. Um, These terms that are used with honey, like pure, raw, uh, natural, um, these are words that don't have a legal definition. Uh, And so really it's up to the uh, integrity of the person bottling the honey uh, to apply the appropriate terms to it. Uh, and uh, you know, honey honey production in general is is very very loosely regulated in the United States, and and that allows for a lot of these sort of questionable practices uh, that go on in the the national scale and international scale honey market. One of the questions that seems I, I just can't imagine how this can be accurate. How can you guarantee when it's labeled organic that it is indeed organic honey? Can you control where the heck what flowers that bee visits? Um, well, that that is the challenge in producing organic honey. Uh, right now, there there is no 
U.S. produced certified organic honey. And organic is one of the terms that does have a legal definition. It has to be certified by the USDA. Uh, and there is no organic honey produced in the United States. Bees forage over an area of about three miles from their hive. To really produce organic honey, you would have to be able to certify that all of the agriculture in that 78 square mile area is completely organic. And of course, that's just not possible in the United States. Yeah, of course not. So, Michael, what is raw honey? Raw honey is honey that has not been pasteurized, has not been super filtered. Most honeys that you buy commercially in the stores have been uh, super filtered to take out everything, including the good stuff. And they've also been pasteurized to make sure there's nothing bad in it. This gives it shelf shelf life and allows it to look good on the shelf for a long period of time. Um, If it's raw honey, it hasn't been anything but uh, strained. The straining takes out large particles, leaves all the pollens in it, leaves all the things that are good for people. And generally, honey does not cause problems with people because of the antibodies and the antioxidants that are in it. So generally, you don't have to worry about it poisoning you. What about the, uh, so why does honey get cloudy, Jim? What's that telling me? Honey gets cloudy when it starts to crystallize, which is a natural process. Good raw honey will crystallize after some period of time, uh, anywhere from weeks to months after it's harvested. Um, There's nothing wrong with it, but honey is a super-saturated sugar solution, and so eventually that sugar wants to come out of solution and starts to crystallize. Just gently warming the honey uh, at a temperature of, you know, 120, 130 degrees uh, will cause that those crystals disappear and go back into solution. And am I destroying any of those phytonutrients that I'm, I'm interested in getting by doing that? Absolutely. As long as you don't heat it too warm. Um, you know, the, the safe temperature uh, is considered to be about 105 degrees. Uh, below Above that, you start breaking down enzymes in the honey. Okay. Uh, so why does honey come in so many different colors? What determines that, Mike? Generally, the spring honeys are from the trees and from uh, the dandelions, and they're light-colored, and they're very, very sweet, and they don't stick with you much on on taste. The the flavor is there, it's sweet, it's great, and then it's gone. The fall honeys generally come from goldenrods, asters, and things like that, and they have a much stronger flavor, and it sticks with you a whole lot longer. And the, the fall honeys will be darker in color, typically. The spring honeys will be very light, very pretty to look at, uh, very clear. But they don't have the flavor uh, that sticks with you. It's still sweet. It's still great honey. But it, 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 it's not a robust flavor like the, the, the darker honeys, the fall honeys. So, uh, Jim, you said there is a huge increase in the interest in beekeeping. Tell me more about that. 
I think uh, a lot of people have realized that uh, beekeeping is a lot of fun. Uh, it's an interesting way to interact with uh, their natural environment, and it doesn't take a lot of resources. Uh, we've seen tremendous increase in the number of new beekeepers over the last few years, uh, people getting started with one or two hives. Uh, traditionally, this has kind of been a stereotypical uh, pastime of, of old men, <laughs> and uh, what we're seeing now is a lot of young people, uh, a tremendous number of women uh, getting involved as well. Uh, the, the stereotype is, is going away and it's becoming something that truly crosses a lot of boundaries. You want to add something to that? No. The, our association uh, typically every year adds 40 to 50 beekeepers to it. Uh, there'll be 20 or 30 give it up. Uh, beekeeping is not particularly easy. Some people don't find out they really don't like it. Some people don't have time to take care of the bees the way they need to be taken care of. Uh, but most people will stick with it, you know, for a number of years. Um, what do I say, what's involved? How much work is there? I mean, don't I just set the hive out and, and let the bees do their thing? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Way more work than just sitting out buying some equipment, buying some bees and sitting it out. You know, the, the, bee, the bees have a tough time of it now with all the agricultural chemicals and, and the diseases that they have and, and the, the mite infestations that they deal with. The bees have a really tough time of it. There's a lot that has to be done. They need a certain amount of monitor, monitoring to make sure that things are going right in the, bee, in the beehive. Uh, a new person starting out definitely wants to have an experienced person help them. Hey, we've got uh, I've got so many other questions, but as always, listener questions come first. So I've got a question here from text. What exactly is spun honey? Jim, I'll put that one to you. Sure. Um, spun honey is also called creamed honey. And what it is, is it's honey that's been allowed to crystallize. But the process of crystallization has been very carefully controlled, so the crystals are extremely small. Um, it's a very, it's a spreadable honey. It, it looks a little bit like margarine um, or, or yogurt, depending on its consistency. Uh, it has a very smooth and creamy taste. It's actually the most common form of honey sold in most of Europe. Hmm. Uh, it's, it's somewhat popular here, but not quite as popular here in the U.S. as liquid honey. Okay, and then another question here. I bought some Manuka honey. Does it have extra health benefits, Michael? They say it does. That that uh, the biggest problem with with that honey is that probably twenty uh, percent of it is actually pure, maybe a little higher, and the the vast majority of it has been cut to stretch it. It's a very limited production item. It's very hard to get, and it's very expensive. But yes, it does have very good health benefits. So, Jim, where where does this what what makes this so rare and, and difficult to create? Manuka honey um, is produced uh, in a very small region of New Zealand uh, with uh, nectar from um, one specific type of plant. Uh, and so, you know, the, the number of uh, hives that can be in there and producing honey uh, is, is limited, which is one of the reasons it's, it's driven the price up so significantly. Yeah, and I read somewhere that Manuka has an exceptionally high level of, I can't remember if it's a... 
phenolic acid or something else. But yeah, it has a, it has greater allegedly greater health benefits. So that is manuka. Right, it has significantly higher antimicrobial properties. Okay, there you go. Um, we are down to the last couple minutes, last couple seconds. Really, I want to thank you guys both. I have many more questions. Maybe we'll have to pick this up down the road. Michael Miller is the uh, one of the founders of MNC Miller Honey Company. You'll find them at the Bar Street Market here in Fort Wayne and also some retail locations. And Jim Burnt is with the Indiana Beekeepers Association. I will soon have links to both of these organizations so you can find more about them up on the Health Call Live website and also also on the Health Go Live Facebook page. I hope you will look for it there. Guys, thank you so much. Glad you were here. On the other side of the half hour, we're going to be taking a look at uh, uh, something, a report that came out this week that blew up some information that I have shared with you many times, intermittent fasting. This report says it's really not worth your time. We're going to take a closer look at that and have much more as we continue on the Health Go Live Radio Hour on Whoa Whoa. Podcasts by Federated Media.